What's going on, folks? This is Trey One, and welcome back for another episode of Chat 10 Sports, where we're talking all things Tennessee sports and everything in between. This episode, Chase Green and I are discussing some Tennessee volunteers, the recent news of Trey Smith being cleared to play in the 2019 opener, Aubrey Solomon has been granted eligibility, and there's a lot going on. This is a new face, new coach team, and we're very excited to get these boys back on Rocky Top and kicking some tail for the Big Orange. But what are we expecting for this first week one game? We'll discuss that in full. And also, we're going to ask the question, is the NFL preseason meaningless? What should the NFL be doing to make this more intriguing for its fans to want to watch, but also protecting players from injuries? And speaking of injuries, the recent news of Andrew Luck and his retirement, Rob Gronkowski has come out as an advocate for CBD use for NFL players and how the NFL can respond. But thank you so much for checking us out. If you're new to us, go to chat10sports.com to find out all about us, find our social media links, our podcast links, and you can read our most recent articles there as well. But without further ado, make sure you lock it in. I hope you enjoy this episode. All right, what's up, everybody? This is Trey Wynn. I've got Chase Green. Chase, how you doing, brother man? Good. How you, buddy? Good. I've actually I've got some larceny bourbon this week, and that's what mm-hmm. I've been I've been sipping on. I had a fantasy football draft last night, and then tonight, as we record, I'm gonna sip on that as well. But dude, I just before we started recording this for everyone listening, it is I think it's the twenty what twenty eighth Wednesday, um, and just to look back at the last week. Actually, since about Saturday, I'm already thinking like what a week it's been in the NFL. Obviously, Tennessee Vols have had two huge kind of bombs dropped as far as Audrey, uh, Aubrey Solomon and then today with Trey Smith. But I just had to take a second and kind of breathe for a second. No kidding, dude. Yeah, but we're going to just jump in for everyone listening. Uh yeah, we're chat10sports.com. You can find us online there at the hyperlink, but also you can find us on social media um, everywhere. Spot, uh, Spotify. I almost went into the whole podcast link. But find us on, on Twitter. Uh, find us on Facebook, Instagram. This football season is going to be a whole lot of fun, and there's some things kind of cooking with some local folks that we're, that we're looking at maybe getting a lunch with and talking about some potential big deals for Chat 10 Sports. Um, but yeah, we're, we're excited. So make sure and check us out there. And for the podcast stick, you can find us anywhere you listen. I'm sure you're listening to it right now on your favorite platform. Um, but yeah, anywhere you listen, just chat, uh, chat 10 sports and make sure and subscribe and leave us a review, but let's just start off with the, the Vols, man. Uh, like I was saying, huge news out of Knoxville, probably a couple hours ago. Now, um, Trey Smith is eligible for week one against Georgia state. Mm-hmm. Um, my my excitement went to the roof, and I wanted to get kind of your take on it too, Chase. Um, Aubrey Solomon being a, a, you know eligible as far as going into this season, and I, I realized today he's a junior, so he's got probably two seasons that he can really get in and, and do his thing. But uh, just summarize the last 48 hours for Tennessee Vols fans everywhere and tell us what you think as far as what the outlook is going to be like for uh, for the Tennessee Vols on the offensive and defensive line front. Yeah, um, start out with Solomon, man. It's one of those that once Emmett Gooden went down and we weren't sure, like, who the heck is going to start. I mean, yeah, there we have we have a little rotation of guys, but there was a lot of unsureties. Um, and Emmett was the only guy you were just absolutely sold on as going to be a for sure starter. 
Um, and that was still whenever we were up in arms, like what's happening with Aubrey Solomon. So now getting Aubrey back, you feel like you have somebody that's shown that they can compete. Now I know that people were very underwhelmed with his stats. I think, you know, he's only, he only played three games last year. Um, but, uh, it's one of those that he's coming off of surgery and it was early last year. I understand he did tear the ACL, but it's one of those that now you have somebody on the defensive line. You know you can trust. I mean, he's like what six five, three hundred pounds. Yeah, former five, top, top twenty five, I think, recruit in the nation. I mean, the guy's a freak show. Didn't work out up in Michigan. Transferred down here. God, like you said, man, it's just one of those. Like these last forty eight hours have been awesome because that was one of those you weren't sure. You saw all these guys coming across on the little timelines, like granted transfer. Mm-hmm. There's been a couple, and you're like, well, are we ever going to hear about right. Solomon? But, um, yeah, and then today, getting the trade news, man, just makes your heart warm because, you know, it's one of those that – any there's a couple of points – you and I talked about it. It's like, is he ever even going to play football? Is it right. safe for him to play football again? Yeah, I feel I feel great for the guy. I mean, just you know his heart has been there for uh, for his time, although, you know, up until now. Um, I just think it's it's fantastic, especially for guys like Juan E. Morris, Darnell Wright. Uh, this offensive line, I know it's going to be uh, a lot of young guys starting and playing. I'm sure on the on the offensive line, not to mention elsewhere, um, and just to move to other positions. I know there's been a lot of to- uh, talk uh, as far as Eric Gray. He's had a really good camp and a good summer to, to come out there. Um, also, I know. Um, obviously Jared Garantana has been efficient last year. It's about, you know, I know that he was pretty efficient as far as his passing. I want to see if he can continue into that for 2019. Did you say Tano or? Oh, right, right. Yeah. Apparently we've been mispronouncing Garantano's name, uh, a little bit more of a Northern twang to it, (laughs) Uh, which I don't blame him. I mean, obviously my name's Tress and everyone uh, wants to call me Tress, but it's, it's pronounced Trey don't know why i don't know if, if you knew this chase but my name's my legal name's actually royal and i'm the third royal bruce win in my family so that's why they call me trey there you go just to put it out there for everybody um trey's fun facts right absolutely a little snippet that you're not going to get anywhere else but chat <laughs> 10 sports baby um but yeah like you said uh, the day that emmett Gooden went down obviously he's been known for his time on last chance you um, there's some other guys. I know Savion Williams, uh, of course, young guys like Elijah. I believe it's Williams, and I'm trying to make sure and confirm that before I, I botch it. But um, yeah, Simmons. I'm sorry, I'm yeah, thinking Williams. But, um, but yeah, there's there's bodies there. Um, but as far as competing in the SEC, it's going to be a tall task for for really every team to keep up with with the elites. Um, I, I don't want to talk about it a ton, obviously, for the sake of our content, but like. Give me your give me your nutshell or even just your perspective on on the Florida Miami game because I'm I'm not trying to jump ahead of the ball here, and it's like if that's the Florida team that Tennessee faces in Week Four, that could be a very good matchup as far as what we've got going right now. Yeah, um, now it's Week One, and I guess they what do they call it now Week Zero, right? Those one games, but um, for that one, there were some horrendous missed tackles and mm-hmm. I kind of credit that a little I, I know that's going to get better because it's overly emotional hype that you got going on your your prime time kind of a big rivalry in Orlando like the whole situation you got to understand these kids are you know 
21 and younger. So I, I know that some of that's going to get cleaned up. But like you said, man, I, I, again, as always, I'm very unimpressed with Felipe Franks. I think he's one of those guys. He looks the part. He's humongous. He's a pretty good athlete, and he got he's got a can of an arm. He looks the part, but he's mm-hmm. not the part. Um, he just those two interceptions. I didn't. I don't remember the first one, but I remember the last one, of course. And it was just a horrendous throw, and uh, you know, kind of threw it right into the guy's chest and at horrendous, at a terrible time. So. I don't know. I'm 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 with you, man. If that's the photo we've got, that their front their front four look really good. Um, the back mm-hmm. half didn't tackle well, but I don't know, man. I it makes me feel good going into that game. But like you said, I don't want to jump ahead too far. Yeah. What do you think? Same kind of thing. I thought from the gate. I know uh, Tony was the receiver that took that screen to the house for the first first drive or maybe second drive or whatnot. But uh-huh. but my initial thought, yeah, was just I want to see how good Franks can be. They came out and punched him in the mouth. The I think the the, the fake punt that they had to run to extend that drive. Um, it was one of those things. Like I was surprised to see them have have to do that, being the number eight team in the country. But they did it, which is a you know gutsy call, and it paid off. Yeah. Um, but to be honest, like I mean, it, it's it's hard to gauge. Like you were saying, how good the team's really going to be. You know, week one or week zero jitters, I guess you should say, is um, it's going to get the best of everybody. And I don't really, I mean, if it's Alabama or if it's Clemson, I'm sure they're going to go out there and have some mistakes at the gate. Um, but I'll tell you what, man, it's exciting because I'm not trying to go. You know, it feels like 98 on anybody, but. Um, I'm excited for this season. I really am. I'm optimistic. I think the ramp up in, in the schedule, and we've talked about this on numerous occasions as far as just the first three games and what does it mean for Florida and Georgia. And then I think we talked about it last year as far as just that gauntlet of stout teams. And, uh, you know, we've obviously got some still on the roster, but I know a lot of guys listening to some radio stations locally and just in the region um, with that news of Trey Smith getting a, you know, getting it cleared mm-hmm. it's really about just the fact that you know i've heard one guy say he could you know, see this team winning nine games again i'm trying to keep my my expectations at bay i want to take it week by week honestly um and just see what's going on but let's jump in uh chase just for the sake of our the preview for the i, I forgot honestly until today just like holy crap this is week one like we're on football season, baby. yeah baby it's it's you know this saturday the big orange are taking the you know taking the field and just for everybody listening the game is going to be broadcast at 3 30 p.m eastern standard um on espnu so i don't know i know some people are having some problems as far as getting the games they want on their tubes um but that will be on the espnu channel to make sure you've got that and if not we'll try and see if we can put a link out for you to watch it online somewhere yeah, just get it somewhere. Go to a bar. Just get out there and support the Big Orange. But, um, but what are a few things, Chase, that you're looking to see? And and I don't want to like hold your feet to the fire as far as a score prediction, but but just give me some things that you're really wanting to uh, to see going into this year from the entire team. Uh, mainly, just like we talked about with Noah Emmett Gooden, can Solomon live up to the five star kind of potential that we all think he can have because of his his stature and speed and stuff. So mainly just can't, what's the pressure look like from the defensive line? Because I think that's where the, where the thinnest right now, as far as depth chart goes, mm-hmm. um, I think there's a lot of potential there, but that's potential. So we've always had that. I feel like here in Tennessee, but it's one of those that's got to step up. 
Um, and the other thing right now is I kind of want to see the new implements in the offense. You know, it's, what does it look like? Is Cheney going to still run the, the probably the two heavy running back system? Um, you know, kind of splitting carries. Because I feel like we do have some guys, you know, and that's another one is the running back rotation. Is Gray going to get some looks? Is it going to be way more to yeah. Chandler? How's that going to go? And then also, does he bring back? Because I know last year he went away from it, but the years prior he did a really good job with Nada. He's had Stalker. He's had all these guys that hopefully that he can, you know, get some uh, get some tight end usage out of the big fella. So that's kind of what I'm looking for right now is, is it still old school Cheney offense run or are we kind of throwing some new wrinkles? Yeah. I know we won't see a lot of it from week one you know it's georgia state but still you kind of want to see what the new offense looks like what are your what are your do you want me to give a score uh i mean we can at the end just as far as the conversation but i mean just to piggyback off of what you're saying i i think you know for me at least and i just say this because this is what i'm thinking right now as i'm hearing you say it is this is a whole different team as far as the coaching staff yeah. Um, I mean, obviously, Ansley will be calling defensive plays. Pruitt can be the head coach and have that role. Uh, but yeah, Jim Chaney, I mean, it's going to be interesting to see how this team operates and runs. But um, I'm just trying to, again, keep expectations in their place. But, uh, but for me, it, like you mentioned, the running back rotation, uh, Again, Eric Gray, I want to see him come out and be – I want to see how they're going to use him. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to see, obviously, Ty Chandler, what they can do. You've got the guys returning at wide receiver spots. Um, Jordan Palmer, you know, one name uh, – excuse me, Jawan Jennings. Uh, right. You know, there's there's a lot of good, um, I guess, kind of meat to the bone or, I guess, frame for the sake of, of what this team can do. Um, but it all it all – always comes down to the offensive defensive line and what they're able to do for me. And especially with how bad it was um, last year, but also for with that Florida Miami game, that was such a massive storyline in that game and the outcome as far as the score, uh, Miami could just not stop Florida's pass rush. Uh, and it really just, I mean, they had that, that win within their grasp uh, and they lost it, you know, um, but obviously last year, a big conversation that, that we were all having as far as just linebackers and tackling and just the fundamentals. I know there's a lot of young guys coming out um, as far as just the lap linebacking core. Um, and, and that's something I want to see. And I think today, and this has been out for a little while, but Daniel Batuli, I think he's out for the year. I think, did he tear his ACL? Yes, if I remember correctly, that sounds right. Yeah, forgive us if we're not giving you everything we we've got off the top of the, our heads, but I think yeah, he's I think it's a ligament in, in the knee, but um, obviously just the experience, man. That's one thing this team is just desperate for, in my opinion, is just the experience of getting on the field. Um, but at the same time, like like we talked about uh, for Jarrett Garantano. Uh, I'm gonna em- emphasize that one. <laughs> yeah, dude, you have to. Yeah, but I just want—I I, want to see him continue on with what he did last year because I think—I think he did have a solid year, given the, the circumstance of the O line. And there's times that he just dropped back, and it's like, dude, just you're getting blown off your cleats. And um, yeah, you know, I—I I, want to see him. As, I know he's devoted himself this off season to really, you know, put it, put the time in. Uh, I think he's, you know, I'm sure he's probably spent some time with. Uh, Peyton Manning and obviously um, Jim Chaney. I, I hope to see their relationships off to a good start. 
Um, but yeah, as far as scores, man, what do you have? What, what do you where do you want to see the boys land um, to really feel comfortable and say that this is a not just a victory but a solid, convincing victory? Well, you know, I, I, of course, I'd love to see like a big five zero or something up there, but um, I think we'll get kind of close. I, I do think that it's going to be maybe forty two seven. I don't think they're going to have anything. They'll they'll put a score up somewhere. Wouldn't even be surprised if that was early. You know, we're only up. You know, fourteen seven. They give us some weird scare. It's just because it's game one, and then we kind of turn it on. I think it winds up being pretty good sized blowout. You know, not. I don't think we score in the fifties personally, but I do think it's like a forty two to seven mm-hmm. type game, which you know I'm, I'm okay with. But you know, just don't want to yeah. come out flat. That's. I feel like that's kind of one of those indicators for us in the pe- previous years is coming out a little flat against kind of a, a not a kind of a, a subpar team. And then not, you know, kind of holding that and having to really kind of extend the lead towards the end. I'd kind of like to see us come out and just blow them out of the gate and have some guys get some get some extra work in because, you know, like I talked about, that defensive line really needs some extra work, needs some snaps. Yeah. So I'd kind of like to see some of that depth get worked. Right. Yeah. Your final score prediction be, Mr. Wynn? Yeah, I'm I'm in the same neighborhood. I I think, you know, a 48-14, I think whenever you have those those high-scoring games, the – you know the second and third string guys are going to jump in, and I'm I would love to see a shutout, obviously. Um, but this game reminds me of last year's ETSU game, and you know it was a win, but it was not, it wasn't pretty. Yeah. Um, I want to see a pretty win, and that's something like coming out the gate. There's new talent, there's new coaching, there's new just a new kind of refreshment, and I think a lot of fans are are you know representative of what we're feeling is just we want to be convinced. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, obviously we, we, I think both of us are planning on going to some games. So it's like, help us to make that decision and make us want to be at Neyland whenever, you know, you're playing at home. And, um, I, there's, there's a lot of things I want to see, but I want to see, like you mentioned, as far as those guys getting in, if this game does go into the higher thirties, forties, and potentially fifties, um, I just want to see some plays, man. I know last year, uh, I think it was Georgia. Um, I think it was Tim Jordan. You might have to correct me. Maybe it was Todd Chandler, but um, I'm trying to think of maybe Jeremy Banks. Uh, just had a couple runs that it was like, you know, <laughs> we might be losing this game, but by God, we're going to give our absolute all. Yeah, you know, and that's a that's a sacred saying on in Rocky Top is I'm going to give my all for Tennessee. It's like I want to see that on the field. Um, I want to see these guys put themselves out there and and just do all that they can to get on uh, get a W. Um, and with the score, I want to see. I want to see my guy Dominic Wood Anderson, man, finally get some, oh, baby, some some targets and get some receptions, and and just yep. see the guy be be who he can be. Um, but yeah, it's exciting, man. I, I'm excited to see. Uh, again, like two and a half hours ago, I didn't realize. Holy crap, we're we're in week one. You know, this is this is super exciting. But, um, but yeah, man. Any other thoughts? I know there was some conversation, just the the recent happenings with Bryce Thompson. Um, I know he's. I think officially today was the word from Pruitt is that he's been suspended indefinitely, yeah. um, and they're they're no longer taking any questions because there's an investigation going on about it. Um, but just for the sake of, I mean, what do you think's going on there? What's your what's your opinion about it, and how do you think we should need to move forward from here? Well, it's another one where you're just getting information from kind of like side sources, and I don't know. There's only been one person that says that he made the claim of 
shooting up the school. And then there was another one that said he, he hit her. And the other one said, it's a lot of, he said, she said stuff. It doesn't sound like he ever physically harmed her. Um, That's what I have at this moment. So I don't, maybe I've missed something, but I, I do not think that has, but you know, it's definitely an anger problem. It's definitely a frustration that he's just not gotten rid of. Mm-hmm. And you got to be a little weary about that. And it's just kind of frustrating because that dude was on preseason all SEC lists. I mean, there he, he was on his well, he was on his way to make himself some really good money. And you hate to see that with a kid that's trying to screw it up. It feels like, yeah. so, man, come on, dude. This is like this is a promising season. You've got a very promising career. And we've got a secondary that I was like, man, that's one of our best staples because all you keep hearing about how good Warren Burrell is in practice. And so it's like, man, we have three solid corners that you're always feeling confident yeah. about. So kind of frustrates you. you yeah, know? and especially speaking of defensive line and their impact, obviously the position group that helps defensive line is going to be in the secondary exactly. uh, and keep keeping quarterbacks with the ball in their hands. But like you said, man, it's it's it's. I, I don't like jumping to the point of saying, well, this guy did this and he should be punished this way and kicked off the team. It's like I'm glad the team – yeah, suspend him indefinitely. We don't know what that means as far as if he's out just this week or yeah. hell, even if he's out the first three weeks, if they can do a, a thorough investigation, get the information that they need. Because how many times have we seen, and I'm not defending anybody's actions by saying this, no. but how many times have we seen players be accused of something and then you know six months later they go through this, all this stuff about it and six months later it's, oh, the, the charges were dropped. Yeah. You know, and it's... Again, this is a kid, you know, and I know there was conversations and talk about him being a recruit, that he had anger issues or some type of, um, you know, just problems as far as, you know, whatever he was going through. I think South Carolina dropped out of recruiting him because of it. Um, but, per, you know, gambled, and, and this is the kind of thing that you can get. But mm-hmm. but like you said, man, I a lot of he said, she said, and I just want to be able to say – definitively and for God to have opportunity at, at the university of Tennessee, that it's not sabotaged by himself or by anybody else. If he did it, he did it. And if he's, if he's done it, then they'll have to move forward with that information, but yeah. you, you better damn well do your homework and make sure this guy's getting, getting, you know, the proper processing on his end to make sure that he's not getting duped over by somebody that's trying to, you know, that's got a vendetta against him for whatever reason. But yeah, yeah. kind of sucks too. Because, yeah, I guess what he's only a sophomore, right? Or yeah, maybe, yeah. He's a, a freshman last year. Led the team yeah, in interceptions, right. but um, yeah. I mean, I, I I hope the best for him in the entire situation. I know being young and making stupid decisions like that, and whatever he said, and whatever the context of what of what he said was. Um, I'm sure that I don't know if they have cameras in the dorms, wherever this thing took place to really, you know, iron that stuff out. But yeah, that's just a sticky situation to be in. Man. Yeah. It's kind of scary too. Cause you know, there's gotta be some video somewhere. And I don't, I didn't get the location of where all this went down. I imagine it's the fort, you know, it's just usually a place. It's a good place where things like that go down. So. Mm-hmm. All right, Chase, let's, let's take a look here as far as moving away from the Vols and we'll try to kind of just jump into the schedule for this weekend because obviously Miami, Florida, uh, the Hawaii-Arizona game uh, last Saturday, but there's a lot of college football coming in here. Thursday, there's games. Friday and Saturday, there's a lot of games. 
But any particular, I mean, SEC conference games, non-conference games that you're looking at uh, that are piquing your interest? Um, for me in particular, I can't believe – I just saw this the other day. was Clemson-Georgia Tech conference battle. is 35-point spread earlier this week. 35 points for a conference game, and I think it's 29 for the Georgia-Vandy game or something like that. And I was like, my goodness. These are conference games, and we've got crazy spreads. Yeah. Um, but for me in particular, I'll, it's got a lot to prove for the Pac-12. So this Oregon-Auburn game actually kind of means a lot. I mean, I don't know how good or- Auburn is because, you know, they are going to be starting a freshman quarterback and um, replacing Ole Stidham. Um, and, you know, Justin Herbert's kind of a big deal. Right. So there's going to be a lot of eyes on this one, and especially how bad the Pac-12 has been last year. Um, they've got a lot to prove, man. Like if Oregon goes out and loses this game, gets trounced by Auburn, games in AT&T Stadium, I mean, I, I hate to like pick out the big big matchup, but it's just it means a lot for the Pac-12 because if they go out and lose to Auburn, it kind of sets the tone for the Pac-12 in rankings and schedules and stuff like that. It's like, well, if they can't really beat the third or fourth best team in Auburn in the SEC, why do they deserve to move up to number five and right. all this other stuff? So there's a lot of implications in that game. And then also it's the first big stage for Justin Herbert to make his run up the top of the board type yeah. thing. Yeah. Who's your big matchup this week? Who's your Who are you looking forward to? I think that the number one draw for me, it's a Sunday game. It's the primetime ABC game between Oklahoma and Houston. I want to see what Jalen Hurts can do um, now that he's transferred to uh, to Oklahoma. Um, also, well, actually Monday is Notre Dame. My brother and his father-in-law are big Notre Dame fans, so I try and keep up with them as well. But yeah, like you said, it, it's, it's kind of the put-up or shut-up time, and I, I wish there were more, uh, I guess, more games that were more uh, balanced. A lot of ranked teams are just taking these FCS and, and lower lower tier teams and just taking them behind the woodshed. Um, yeah. Of course, Georgia and Vandy. I want to see. Obviously, I think Georgia wins that game, but I want to see if Vandy has ha, has much of anything for this year. Just for the sake of the balls, getting that streak kind of nipped in the bud and ended. Um, cool. Yeah, I mean, I, I kind of go into this weekend and just thinking that you could have the biggest upset of the year then you can also just have that same team that you think could, could get, you know, snipe, just obliterate somebody. But um, I know when, the, like, like we talked about with the Vols and the lights get on, uh, even, I'm sorry, with the Florida game, when the lights come on and, and the crowd's roaring, it's, it's a different atmosphere. And um, it'll be exciting, man. It, it, it'll be fun. Um, but there's a, especially with all the transfer portal guys, like I said, Jalen Hurts is intriguing to me. It was fun to watch. Um, or kind of see how Miami used Tate Martell. Um, but there's other guys that yeah. uh, I want to see what Ohio State's like as well. I despise Ohio State, but I still want to see um, what they're like under Ryan Day. Uh, and then, of course, my father-in-law will be visiting this weekend, so we'll probably keep an eye on the uh, West Virginia game. They're playing James Madison, new head coach there as well. But Give me some chips and salsa. Bro. Cool <laughs> for cold ones. Absolutely. Let me and probably two TVs. Let's be realistic about what this weekend's going to be. I ain't doing. Oh yeah. Gearing <laughs> up, up to Johnson City, some friends, fantasy draft, uh, record a new podcast, and um, 
It's going to be a lot of fun, but also a lot of laziness. I know yeah. what I'm going to be doing this weekend. I'm excited. Oh, yeah. It'll be fun. And uh, uh, it's that time of the year, man. It's been a little bit cooler outside, and I'm, I'm just yeah. I'm freaking stoked for it. But All right, brother. Well, let's move on here. I know um, we'll jump into some Tennessee Titans, and then we're going to hit some NFL talk. But um, – the Titans are heading into week four of the preseason and, you know, just by the simple sake of, of uh, continuity and what we've seen from Vrabel yeah. um, this last year. I, Paul Koharski put out a tweet today. I've got to um, read it here for you, but it said, expecting to see people of, con- of consequence play for the Titans in Chicago. So at, uh, as a first-year uh, coach, excuse me, with much more to learn, here's what Coach Vrabel sat in for week, uh, week four of the preseason last year. And it's a laundry list of both, you know, Gabbert, Mariota, this is Taewon, Nick Williams, Richard. I mean, just a laundry list of starters. Um, most people that I've heard of and heard from as far as, uh, you know, media analysts, NFL analysts are just saying, usually I don't watch the fourth week of the preseason. But this has sparked a huge conversation as far as, is the NFL preseason meaningless? Uh, and just to kick this thing off, Chase, does does this? I mean, just as a whole, week one through four, has this preseason intrigued you? And what do you expect to see in the preseason? Um, and is it even worth watching, or is is it actually just meaningless? Um, I don't think it's meaningless. I almost feel like this game four is, except for the fact that you're gonna get somebody's gonna make a roster because of it. Um, and I know Craig story put out a tweet and he was talking because when you asked that question, he said, probably for the fans, it's meaningless. Mm-hmm. I'm one of those that I, I will watch the starters play. And then especially that first game I watched till, you know, halftime or so. And then after that, I was just on in the background for noise kind of thing. Yeah. But this week, the, the intrigue is you're going to have people come play for the Titans for a one week. And you're like, huh, I got still playing football. Yeah. You know, you, at least you get that right. Right. Um, but uh, I wouldn't say overall because it means a lot. It's like, have we cleared up anything? Um, what is – for us, Titans in particular, it's like, okay, how does Saffold and – how does the left side of the line look right now? Yeah. Um, we got some answers, you know. Needs work. Um, Big time. <laughs> yeah. And it's like – Where's that girl from the the video that we saw the other day that was just wide base power upper body? Can we get her out there? Dang, dude, this would be nice to have. Dude, I'd give anything to see Roger Saffold block somebody like that chick. And I, that's probably like at some oh, Arby's no. or something like that, dude. But, but yeah, she put him on his back. Um, but just to jump off as far as the feedback we got on social media today, Alan Matthew on Twitter Said, I wouldn't say it's completely meaningless. It does give the indication of how specific groups are doing, such as the O-line and D-line. However, there's no game planning, uh, and the first-team groups aren't out there enough for us to have a whole picture. Uh, And Craig and I were talking as well, um, but this whole thing kind of leads to the conversation of, does the NFL reduce the preseason to two games? I've even seen, I think, in some outlets are saying, just to have joint practices between teams. Let the fans go out to the practice fields, see these guys scrimmage and kind of have a jamboree like feel. Um, but, you know, as, and, and I think even, I think Sean McVay came out, or no, Shanahan, Kyle Shanahan came out and said, I'd rather that have, uh, you know, if, if we had to choose between four games and zero, I'd go with zero. 
Um, and you see guys, obviously this last week, a lot of injuries. Uh, Lamar Miller's out for the Texans. Uh, Cam, uh, Cam Newton's in a boot now. So it's just one of those things to me. It's like, especially for these teams that are, are investing millions into these players, I just do not deem it worthy. And, and even just like you mentioned, you watch until the first three series are done and it's basically background noise. Because uh, there's really probably nothing better else on right now. But do you think that these that these teams and the NFL as a whole should reduce it to to two games? Yeah, and p- personally, I would like it better. I think you kind of it is nice to have at least a little dress rehearsal for two games. But then, like, yeah, I guess week three is definitely diminished because last week I don't feel like they played what they used to, and so it's like we're just waiting for the season. And I think it is one of those that I bet there's some fans because it's a cheaper game. You're getting to get fans to go to an arena that they probably aren't going to be able to make it to during the season. And that's awesome. Um, You know, it's kind of something fun just for right now to get some like fan experience stuff. And, you know, I guess they get to experiment with the sky cam, the crappy, terrible. (laughs) That was awful. Horrendous, dude, right? God, I feel like I was on one of those bad, like you know, the camera angles in Madden. It just looked like trash. I don't know how you don't know how I got switched over. You press the like the control stick clicker, right? Accident. You're like, well, I'm screwed on this one. So yeah, yeah. But I, I don't know. Would you go two or zero? Um, I would go two, just for the sake of like, I mean. Just, just the sake of these guys who are fighting for a roster spot, like let them go out there and do that. And and, and I was just kind of thinking through the idea of like, what if these teams just had like, I mean, as cheap as you could, or potentially free tickets for fans to come out. You know, and Craig's story we're talking on on Twitter about it as well. It's like, is it even doable for them to do that? But also the conversation with that, and I think the guys in Nashville with Midday One Eighty and Paul Kaharski have just talked about. Nobody wants to pay for preseason tickets. It's just not even worth the package deal. Like, you know, I, I won the Titans, uh, one of the Titans, uh, you know, Hall of Fans. And it's like, I have no desire to go to these games and I've got the tickets. You know, so we just gave them away for, for Chat 10 Sports and, and shout out to our guys that are able to go. Um, but it's like, to be honest, it's I'm not going to make a two-hour trip uh, to see the guys play for for two rounds or two two or three series. Mm-hmm. Um, but actually, Chase, just to throw this out here, man, uh, Adam Schefter just reported about two minutes ago, uh, trade between the Packers and the Titans – the Packers are dealing linebacker Reggie Gilbert to the Titans for a seventh-round pick. Um, and I've got his page pulled up here on Pro Football Focus. Um, he's a guy that's out of Arizona. He's 6'3", 261, uh, undrafted oh, yeah. guy. Yeah, taller. Outside. I think he's more of an outside linebacker. Um, he has been in the league since 2016. Uh, in 2018, he had a 63.6 rating. So take that for what that's worth. Yeah, uh, 65. So it's definitely probably a, a a guy that will obviously make the rest, roster given the compensation um, f- for a draft pick. But looks more like a rotational, uh, obviously a backup guy. Which is you know that's obviously been a spot that's been of need. Um, I, I'm sure he'll get some. I'll get, he'll get probably a ton of reps Thursday. Uh, which we'll be able to see him. But uh, there's a little breaking news for us as we record this. Um, well, that's a, to roll real quick. Sorry to interrupt. There you go. 
the Reggie Gilbert signing the the Wednesday before um, the final preseason game, that's right now why preseason matters. Yeah. That guy's going to get some reps in Nashville. Or I guess, where are they at this week? They're in Chicago, Chicago. yeah. Yeah, so that's right. So, you know, he'll get to get some reps with Tennessee. So that's that's the kind of the thing. It's like, I know it's little things that the 25 of us that are really committed <laughs> are going to watch this for, you know, a couple of series. Be like, all right, he can, you know, he can pursue, he can drop back, and then you, you kind of get out of there. But still, that's the little things that preseason matters. Yeah. And, I mean, it raises questions. Obviously, there's a ton of talk right now for the sake of guys like Derek Roberson. What does that mean for him? Um, this is this is the week, obviously, if you're watching Hard Knocks, this next episode next week will be one that's cut downs are happening this weekend. So if you're in, in Vrabel said, I think Monday and a presser just saying, we've told the guys, here's what we're looking for and go out there and do it. Uh, and some guys, they'll be there and some guys may never play football again, but um, just the nature, obviously the nature of the beast. But, um, but yeah, as far as just to, to round this thing out, as far as preseason talk um this is the kind of stuff that could happen in a, in a matter of two weeks and it's like all right we're, we're good we're done because something I, I've, I've been i've tweeted out and we've talked about i think is just the fact that you hit week one of the preseason it's like yeah man football's back let's go i can see the titans in uniform and go and blah 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 and then it's that that sinking feeling of oh god i gotta watch this for four weeks <laughs> yeah. you know and it's like the it's it's worthless but um, but yeah, it, it sounds like the NFL is moving to that direction of, of reducing it. I'd be fine if they went away with it, maybe had some like team scrimmages. And, you know, I remember last year prior to the season, um, of course, this year they had the kickoff uh, at Nissan Stadium, had a concert afterwards, which was cool. The rain kind of squandered a little bit, but they did a thing at Centennial High School south of Nashville uh, at a f- high school football field, had a practice there. But if they had, you know, a visiting team like the Patriots, like they did this offseason, and people can come out, pack this place out, um, mm-hmm. and just see these guys do their thing would be awesome. Um, yeah. And just have a couple of those. Figure out a small price to if you, if you have to have money, just find a break-even thing for three, two weeks. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm, I'm with you, man. Um, let's move on here because obviously a big part of this week was Andrew Luck's retirement. Um, which nobody saw coming really out of out of anywhere. I've not been that shocked in a long, long time, probably since Anderson Silva lost to Chris Weidman in 2000 and shoot out 11, 12. Um, I mean, that was an actual absolute gut punch, which everyone's talked about it. Um, but the biggest part of the conversation and it just looking at his extensive injury history, and, and Chase, I'll let you get to this in a second, but but I think what highlights it all the more is Gronkowski. Rob Gronkowski comes out yesterday. Um, he's officially made himself a, a an advocate for CBD. Um, he's come out and said, you know, he's a huge advocate for CBD, and this is the first time in a decade that he's actually um, pain free. And I'll I'll try and play some of these these clips here in a second just to get some some audio here. Um, but Chase, just this whole picture between Luck and Gronkowski. If you're Roger Goodell, where are you going from this point? Because it makes you, it almost makes you look bad if this thing just goes underneath the bridge and it just, it's, it's a non-story in six months. Yeah. Um, for the luck thing, it's you know you look at this, you got the injury history pulled up. 
It's got two two torn cartilage or car, torn cartilage and two ribs, partially torn abdomen, <laughs> a lacerated kidney. Yeah, he was peeing blood, like literally peeing blood from it. He's had one concussion, but we all know how NFL players are. There's probably multiple. Um, and that's not just like going, but it's just the way it is. It's just 300 pound men moving very fast and hitting one another. Um, yeah. And then some, whatever this calf ankle issue is that they've not even truly fully, fully diagnosed. A couple of these were iffy diagnoses early on. So this dude's just rehabbing. Right. And they think they know what it is. It's not mm-hmm. even a, yeah, we've got this pinpointed. So he's rehabbing things that may not even be exactly what he needs hurting all the time. And I mean, you know, we're not professional athletes. We don't play this for a living and we don't make their money. I get that. But also think about if, even if you're just like again, normal guy that works out four or five times a week, whatever you do, and you get a lower back hurt and you're like, ah, I'm out. I'm not really feeling it today. They can't do that. And if they do that, they get shamed for it. Yeah. So, and that's another one. Gronk to roll into that speech was, Gronk is talking about, I was hurting all the time. And, you know, just to reiterate as a normal guy to try to relate to everybody is, yeah, your back hurts. You can't sleep. You're hurting all the time. It's like, man, this sucks. Yeah. You're trying to just pop Advil and do all this stuff. But these guys got to go out there and perform a physical task in the most demanding game in America. Right. Maybe in, maybe in all the world. Depends on if you want to talk about rugby and all that. Oh, yeah. So, it's it's a lot, man. And so CBD for me, um, I've never done it myself. I know we talked about it earlier. Everybody that's ever taken it has said they loved it and it's helped it in some way. Brennan Schaub, who was on Bustin' with the Boys, he's an, also a big podcaster right. for Fighter and the Kid. He is a huge advocate of it because I think his son was having seizures, young boy, mm-hmm. young, young kid. And he started taking CBD and they've completely gone away yep. and just it's i know it's a lot of hoopla of maybe it's just too much of a miracle drug but whatever people have started using it for has gone away or reduced yeah. severely no it's it's there's the you know i guess the stigma around it as far as it being marijuana based and to me you know i'm i'm yeah. a huge believer in cbd like you said i mean you've heard stories as far as you know guys from there was a video that was viral a year or two ago and old guy had tremors and he was just shaking his hands were just shaking to the point that he could not he he could not physically control himself um and i think he he took a drop of some thc or some thc oil or maybe some cbd oil um if i'm saying that incorrect sorry but um yeah took some cbd oil and all of a sudden within i think five to ten minutes he was laying you know prostrate on a on, on a couch just flat back and he was just saying i cannot believe this and just to think like these are everyday people with with conditions but also I, i'm kind of sick of the story and i've heard some people saying the idea of well these guys know what they're getting themselves into um the injuries and and everything that goes with it they're they're weighing the options yes they are but for a guy like andrew luck to be drafted what 2012 uh, I think he was. He's been playing seven. This is his seventh season, or going into it before he retired. Um, I get why a guy would be emotionally and mentally drained uh, just just to stop. I mean, stop the beatings. Um, 
because there's been stories from other guys who who have played in the league and just saying Sunday afternoons after games and, and Mondays, I physically could not move. And that's to the point of just thinking like, I go to the movies with my daughter and it's like, hey, this is great entertainment, but no one's being obliterated physically in the process. And and at the end of the day, and, and Lawan's come out and said this, like this is for, for our entertainment. Um, so as far as Andrew Luck goes, it's like I respect the hell out of the decision. I respect the hell out of Rob Gronkowski for taking the stand. And yes, it's 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 a weird thing, man. Like this marijuana, like CBD, ooh, it's like the mystery around it. But like you said, there are countless stories, success stories for these people to come out and um, – and for their lives to be changed. I mean, for, for him to be out. He's been out, what, a year, Gronkowski? A year and a half? Uh, we retired after the Super Bowl. Right after, okay. So that's like less than 12 months. Yeah. And he said for the first time in a decade, he's been pain-free. It's like... Pain-free. That's unreal. Yeah. And, and you, you mentioned this, too, as far as just comparatively speaking to even like rugby. I mean, football is the only sport in the world, maybe aside from lacrosse, where they're fully padded. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and physically throwing their bodies of 220 pounds up to 320 pounds um, at a rate of speed that it's just it, – it, an, an average Joe you know, could not last a minute in a quarter of maybe four to five series in a quarter um, to have the brute force of a 300-pound man or 285-pound man coming at you and – just obliterating you. It's just an unbelievable thing. But, um, but yeah, man, I, I, I'm, I'm glad this stuff's come out and this is just my opinion. I have, I've had a couple concussions. I played rugby in college. I played football in high school. And it was one of those things like, dude, I, I get how scary I had a concussion one time, um, uh, you know, playing, playing rugby, um, guy, a guy's elbow went straight into my throat cause he was a shorter guy and I'm six, five. And I, I opened my eyes after making contact with him and it was, it was white. Yeah. Uh, and it was terrifying. It was like, first off, have I just gone blind? Yeah. You know, second off, it's like, okay, even just the girl I was dating at the time stay with me for, I mean, through the entire night, obviously, cause it was just that much of a concern and to be honest, like just to wrap this thing to, into the Titans, um, say whatever you will about Taylor Lewan's situation, uh, but brain injuries. I hope that the NFL and sorry to be so long winded about this, but I hope mm-hmm. the NFL pushes this thing, um, or at least <laughs> considers this thing for the sake of their players, because the movie Concussion when it came out, and to see what Bill uh, or Mike Webster for the the Steelers went through. Uh, Junior Seau is a guy that, you know, he came to my mind whenever Luck retired. It's like how many guys have committed suicide just to stop the pain? Yeah. Um, and it's 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 an epidemic, I think, for the sport. I think the NFL needs to, to, needs to approach it in that light and not just brush it off and turn it turn a blind eye. But, again, sorry yeah. for being so long-winded there. No, dude, it, it, um, it, all, it was all great points, and it's one of those that uh, not to just keep – beating a dead horse or whatever as far as the the brain injuries and stuff but also it's just with cbd increasing in awareness and losing the stigma like you said i think that's a lot of where you grow up to is clearly i'm sure california is way more advanced as far as their thought process on it right growing up in the deep south you ever hear like my grandmother or whatever talk about 
marijuana, it's it's either one of two things. It's like this weird, crazy, scary thing that was a lot of fun, or you. But mostly, you get the it's the devil, yeah, kind of aspect of it. And I think that's going away because now all this research is coming out, and it's not super super heavy research just yet as far as long term. But we do know for right now that what it's doing for people is fantastic. So I, I get part of the skepticism, but also just anecdotal trials. It's like, man, this is fantastic. It's helping with brain trauma and things like that. So all this new research is going to really put a lot of pressure on Goodell and company up in the big front offices. And you're like, oh, yeah, we need to make this happen ASAP. And I know it's a lot of state legalities as well that you got to go through. And there's a lot of hoops and I understand that, but that's going to come soon enough and it's all going to get kind of worked out because there's just too much good with it. There's just way too much good. And I'm not advocating guys just go out and get high all the time. You know, when you go to Vegas, do you do your thing, whatever, Mm -hmm. go to your dispensary, have fun, but don't, don't make it an an illegal drug as far as in the NFL where it gets kicked out. So, right. Uh, but let's wrap this thing up, Chase. It's uh, it's it's a new day for Chat Ten Sports. We're through the summertime. It's it's an exciting time. Uh, if you're new to us and you're listening for this first time, uh, please make sure and, and subscribe where you listen. Leave a review if you can. Uh, but of course, engage with us online, social media on Twitter, uh, Instagram, and Facebook as well. We love the the interaction with uh, fellow fans. Um, but this is going to be a fun year. Make sure, and, and you can find me on Twitter, uh, T R E S W I N N. And Chase, I can never remember your, your your Twitter. I know you got two, but uh, go ahead and tell the people where they can find you. Yeah, my Instagram is Chaser3050, and my Twitter handle is MCGreen423. So, just my full initials. Yeah, baby. MC- yeah, right. And uh, like I said earlier, there are some potential happenings for, for Chat10Sports.com and just the podcast. Uh, exciting, exciting stuff. But stay with us. We appreciate you listening. Share with your friends. And uh, hopefully next week we'll have some good Tennessee news uh, for the college football crowd and uh, also for the Tennessee Titans. But Chase, appreciate it, brother. Man, awesome week. Yes, sir. Take care, brother. Bye. Hey, buddy.